So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, before we start the show this week, uh, we'd just like to take a moment to genuinely pay tribute to Charlie Whiting, who very shockingly died before the Australian Grand Prix, an absolute mainstay of the paddock, uh, former mechanic at uh, Brabham, and then involved in the running of pretty much everything, as far as I could tell, since the late 80s. I can't think of a race where he's not been there. For years it was him and Herbie Blash running around like the odd couple, and I'm, I'm quite sad about it. They needed four people to replace him. I think you will. He did. I mean, he did everything. He walked the track and picked up curbs and started the race. And yeah. he seems to be one of the very few people in Formula One who wasn't a bit of a dick. And I thought it was quite telling that during all the interviews and tributes and stuff this week, Bernie no Eccleston, one said he was a dick. No, there was that. And also, Bernie Eccleston looked like he was about to cry when he was talking about it. He seemed genuinely cut up about it. And I thought for Bernie Eccleston to like you, you must be a pretty nice guy. Oh. Welcome to For Everyone's Sake, the Formula One podcast that has never underestimated the power of a beard. Gotta say, big fan of beards here. Looking at two strong beards as we yeah. speak. Look at my immense beard. Woo! Welcome to For Everyone's Sake, the 2019 Williams of Formula One podcast. Somehow we're lapping ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to For Everyone's Sake, the Formula One podcast that has also had a message for who it may concern. Basically, Bottas is a badass now. He did a potty mouth. Welcome to For Everyone's Sake, the hidden drain of Formula One podcasts. Red Bull gives you wings. Gutters will remove the wings. I'm Chica Rez, and today from the BFI on London's South Bank, we are going to talk about the Australian Grand Prix, where, as expected, Ferrari were dominant. Wait, no. They were nowhere, and Bottas wiped the floor with everyone. What? However, we discovered that Williams are just as crap as we thought they would be, if not worse. That's all to come. 
Joining me is a man who never wants to hear another Bruce Springsteen song. As long as he lives, it's Phil Tromans. Hello, everyone. What have you got against the boss? Well, I went to a surprise 40th birthday party at the weekend, which was really good fun. And they, the, the, the husband of the lady whose birthday it was had organised a band to play at the surprise party, and it was a Bruce Springsteen tribute band. The thing is, they only played Bruce Springsteen songs. And they well, were what, about... what else would you expect from a well, Bruce Springsteen tribute band? Well, I thought they might do a little bit of Bruce... You know, when you do it at the party, I thought a few bring... You know, it'll be Bruce Springsteen themed, but Britney maybe they'll go Spears. into some other, some other soft rock kind of, you know, classics. Other people beginning. Other maybe, people. A bit of Boston, Bruce. but no. It other was Bruce's, just Bruce solid Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Solid Bruce. Just famous bruises, yeah. It was just solid Bruce Springsteen for two and a half hours, and I realised that Bruce Springsteen has got maybe four good songs. We're going to get letters. Uh, and alongside him is a man who has a personal. Sorry, I just didn't laugh there. A personal trainer. Am I looking buff? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's Terry Saunders. I thought, like all on drivers, I'd get in shape this year for um, the new weight regulations, and I've got a trainer. Seeing her twice a week. I'm learning about like weights. I'm going into like the the intimidating weights room in the gym. There's nothing else to say. I've not even got a funny story about it. I'm taking it quite seriously. Are you? I can bench is this, press. Are you just replacing driving with weights now? I don't care anymore. I don't. You can you can mock all you like. <laughs> I'm going to be buffer than Hamilton by the end of this year. Are you aiming to be super lean and you know minimum race weight and all that? Yeah. Kind of stuff? Is this in advance of Miss Apex's karting event? Just in case karting comes up again, I want to be fitter. I'm not going because I've yeah, retired from karting. Yeah. I'm impressed. Thanks. Yeah. But anyway, it turns out my trainer likes Formula One. So I tried to say to her, you should do the podcast. She totally ignored it. Uh, <laughs> she probably has, that's why. Yeah. But well, thanks for noticing, guys. Really helped my self-confidence. Yeah. You didn't want to boost your ego too early. Chica. Uh, it's been a while. What have That's you been up to? That's what I was worried about because I haven't done this podcast for you how had, many months? We had Christmas. Christmas was really good. I hosted a dinner party and you guys were my guests and uh, I cooked a curry. Um, really nice. And you know, it was and nice. just thank had a you. lovely time. Had a pudding of chalk ices and yeah. exactly, you came along, you spent some time, then you yeah. left. Yeah. Pleased so. to see that after the, the famous peanut story of a couple of years ago, peanut factory story, that uh, that you're living in another factory now. Dog biscuit factory. Yes. I'm very pleased with this. I spent the whole night looking out the window for porn stars. <laughs> you're there's the wrong window. Yeah, I know now. <laughs> Sorry to your neighbours. <laughs> Right, despite us losing our front wing in a freak gutter accident, let's head at full pace towards Listener's Corner and hope we didn't hit anyone. The Australian Grand Prix at Albert Park, as you might expect, dominates the conversation. Paul Hinton said, I love the point for fastest lap. I thought it was a shit idea, but actually it added extra drama to the last few laps. And the drivers do really want it. I would agree with that. This really surprised me. I thought it was going to be a kind of person in fourth might go for it but they were all really gutted for it despite as we found out after both Mercedes drivers being told explicitly not to go yes. for it and they were like fuck you we're going for it I think this could spice up I think it's going to be great until a driver crashes trying to get it and then all the teams will back up well I wonder if towards the end of the season particularly if it gets a bit tight it's going to be really interesting to see how people deal with it because while Verstappen and the two Mercedes went for it in Australia Leclerc and Vettel were like, no, we're not going to risk it. Because everyone was saying, Leclerc Leclerc going to pit, get the fastest lap. But they were like, no, too much of a risk for just one point. But later in the season, where one point could be everything, 
I wonder if we're going to see all sorts of wacky strategies. Teams lower down just saying like, oh, fuck it, and going last minute tyre change. Well, this, I mean, you can only do it if you're in the top 10, which actually I think is a bit of a shame. I wonder what it would be like if you could do it throughout the grid and you just had sort of, you know, Williams putting on his tyres and I have a turning everything question. up. So, is it you've got to do the lap in the top 10? Or if you do a fastest lap but then you finish in the top 10, does that count? I'm glad you asked. I don't know. Right. No, I reckon you've got to be in the top 10 when you make the fastest lap because they can't take that off you, can they? But what if you are in the top 10 when you make the fastest lap, but then you get overtaken and when the race finishes you're 11th, but you were in the top 10 when you did the fastest lap? Yeah, that's what I mean. So do you oh, get if it you're or in not? the top 10 when you do the fastest lap, then that's you get enough. it, yeah. Okay. Again, no idea making this up. Well, I'm ill. We'll find out. Colin Wilkes said, can't wait for a track where there is genuine overtaking opportunities to make that middle pack live up to the ember scene in Stryer. 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 Don't forget, it was the Australian Grand Prix last year that was so boring that everyone went, let's change the rules for next year. And now it was okay. I mean, as Australian Grand Prix go, it was okay. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a classic. There was... They really are. Oh, it was that last, classic thing every year where you Last get year was unbelievably bad. Yeah, this wasn't as bad as last year, but I, I did Perry do the thing... didn't even stay awake for... You didn't even were awake for any of it, anything. No. I, I, well, I did the classic... What well, feels like a classic thing of getting up at five in the morning going, it's the F1 season, it's the F1 season, getting in front of the telly and then within ten laps going, oh, nothing's happening. But it did, it did get just about interesting enough to, um, to hold my attention. But yeah, we've got Bahrain coming in a couple of weeks which will hopefully be a lot more exciting there's plenty of places to overtake that do you want to know how boring the race was so I got I got in from a nice hour at 5am oh wow just, you just wanted to drop that in yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm nearly 40 but I'm still cool and um, I stayed awake for most of the race feeling quite tired and out of it and I figured I'd miss most of it and then in the afternoon after a nap I put the TV on and uh, watched the highlights and it turned out I'd watched it all but it was so boring <laughs> I'd forgotten about it but I didn't miss anything Russell Trigg who predicted the imminent demise of Kubica's position in our pre-season podcast has been on again he says Kubica replaced before the summer break now Ben Oswald says Ocon to replace Kubica by race 3 followed by Claire Williams' resignation and Craig Howard says, was this the first time that we had the pole at both ends of the grid? Hey, that's very good, yeah, isn't that's it? that's very good. Well done, um, Craig. No. No. I mean, Kubica didn't exactly set the world alight, did he? But he, he made the point after the race that, like, he's not had a huge amount of time in an F1 car in the past eight years. And the fact that Williams missed half of testing didn't help. I feel like we've got to give him another couple of races. And he, also, he lost his front wing and damaged his car in the first corner. Um, whether or not it was his fault, I'm not sure. But I feel like we have to wait a couple more races before we can definitively say, yeah, he's rubbish, get rid of him. It was just quite sad, even qualifying and the race, to look at the timesheets and go, oh. <laughs> Especially when the Polish fans on Twitter over the winter have been going apeshit about anyone who dares criticise Kubica. And it's just like, yeah, do you know what? It's a lovely fairy tale, but, you know... I mean, I'm, I'm never going to... not going to get a second edition. He's in a Williams! This is true, safe. but, I mean, even compared to Russell, he was very slow. Jonathan Petrovic, Alonso will forever have the worst career timing ever. I challenge anyone to name a driver with similar talent who changed teams at every worst possible moment throughout their career. It, it does seem pretty unfortunate. <laughs> but the McLaren seems considerably better than it was before. I mean, still not outstanding, but looks like it's capable of points this year. How long before Alonso comes back and demands to test it and then boots Norris out? 
I think it's more likely that Alonso is going to end up in the Williams this year somehow, <laughs> just by mistake. Uh, how, how has this happened? Record scratch. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> You're not going to believe how this happened. That's a meme. Yep. God, I'm relevant. Richard Stevenson said, can't believe no one has commented on the unbelievable new level Lewis Hamilton has taken to cover his balding paint. What was that lycra beanie he had on while the anthems were playing? He's been doing that all weekend. He had a white one on and qualifying under his hat. And this time he had a, a black sort of, it looked like a do-rag or a, yeah, like a, I don't know what it was, a skull cap. That man is rich enough to have hair implants. Oh, I if hope he, he gets hair implants. If he was that worried, he would do that and not have a light hair. He just likes a light hair hat. It's probably a Tommy Hilfiger hat. Yeah, it might that be. It's probably worth more than all of our kidneys. Stephen Gurr has emailed us. He says, in the latest podcast, my ears pricked up when Terry, I think it was, complained about the new price of the Now TV Pass. My ears pricked up because I work at Sky, specifically Now TV. So I emailed to ask if there was a discount I could get you for Now TV. Oh, wow. But alas, they said no. Sad face emoji. But please keep up the good podcasting work regardless. Thanks, Stephen. I think it was. (laughs) It got me thinking. I don't know about you two, but... What do we spend most of our money on when we're doing the podcast? It's not actually now TV subscriptions. It's beer. 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 Although it isn't cheap to watch everyone. It isn't cheap to watch everyone, but it is also cheap but to also drink the amount that we drink. I mean, we're, we're not even on the teams yet, and I've already had two pints. Yeah. What are we going to do about it? We've worked out that the amount we spend on beer could actually make up for the amount it would cost to have subscriptions to watch the F1. What? Okay, so what we do is we stop drinking the whole year, so we go to pubs and we do the podcast with a lime and soda, oh. and, you know, I don't think that will affect the uh, popularity or well, quality know. of the I podcast. Mean, tap water is free. Lime and soda is still... You know, 80p yeah, or yeah. something. Or we carry on getting drunk and we pirate the whole thing. <laughs> Another idea. Yeah. Alternatively, we could ask our wonderful listeners, generous, wonderful listeners. Kind. They're, I mean, sexy, intelligent. Filthy. They are after a couple of what? pints. <laughs> what? I mean, maybe, I've had half a maybe pint. you know, maybe they could chip in for a pint or two or three. Just buy us a beer. Don't say it like that. Don't say it. That's like we're doing at the end of the night and you're going, oi, you haven't paid for a drink all night. <laughs> Cheeky. So what you need to do is you need to go to ff1s.com and then you click buy us a pint uh, and then you can select by one or two or three or more uh, and then you can buy that on a one-off or a monthly basis. And we'd be, I think, genuinely Eternally. super grateful. Yeah. Because we really like beer. I drink a lot. Yeah. A lot. I'm drinking beer now. Of course, there's a problem with this, that when it comes back to free to wear in a couple of years, we're still going to want money. Yeah. So just say that now. We're not going to suddenly be like, <laughs> stop giving us money. Because once you we have... We still need beer. And don't forget, you can tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1's Sake or find us on Facebook where we're at For F1's Sake or you can email us at wrong at ff1s.com. time for the teams and how they fared at the Australian Grand Prix. So of course Mercedes. So Bottas had a challenging 2018. However, after a break from racing and from shaving, he finally came home 21 seconds in front of the rest of the field. And not only that, he got the first brand new point for the fastest lap. Was his position surprising? 
Well, we did do predictions in the last podcast for the Australian Grand Prix. But producer, producer Matt cut them out. So <laughs> if I remember rightly, I think I predicted sure? that Bottas was going to win. Bottas was going to win by about twenty by seconds. About 20 it's weird, seconds. isn't it? We both got it. I also predicted he'd say "fuck you." <laughs> and I also predicted he'd have a weird beard. But I if mean, you don't want anything to be cut out. Buy us a beer. Stop it. Sorry. I would be very surprised if anybody in the world had ever predicted that Bottas would win this race. Because he was so hopeless last year. So did Lewis Hamilton have damage? Because I don't mean to say like a conspiracy to take away from Bottas. He did a bit, but only a bit. A little bit. I don't know where it came from, but he said on about lap three or something, there was a little bit on the on the front of his floor that had flown off or wasn't there anymore. For reasons undetermined. That sounds dubious, doesn't it? I mean, it does a bit, but he, I mean, he was he was nowhere. And Bottas, I mean, he said himself after the race, it was the best race he's ever done. He looked absolutely imperious the whole way through. Good on him. It's unbelievable. He's grown a beard. He's sorted his shit out. He's now, you know, giving the fingers and, and swearing at everyone. Did you, you didn't hear the thing after the thing? He's, he basically said, "Fuck yeah." And then, to whom it may concern, fuck you on the radio. Who do you think you were saying it to? I don't know. Me. It might have been Terry. Yeah. you were in the background, buy me a beer. <laughs> it's just the to whom it may concern bit. It's like, this is a guy that can't show emotion. It's just like, and for everyone who doubted me, fuck you. It's like, to whom it may concern, yeah. fuck you. It was like Yours faithfully, Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Badass. <laughs> But what about Hamilton? So he came in, came home in second, and he acted like he really didn't care. Well, I, I don't think he did care. Well, I think he was quite pleased. I'm sure he would have preferred yeah. to win, but I think his head was too hot. It might be that. Oh, he had too many. But the next race, he'll have some vents in that hat. <laughs> did he have to do rag on when he took his helmet off, or did he put it on after he took to, to the do helmet what? off? Why are you the, so the obsessed with hat. his head? He seemed like probably would have been happier if he'd have won, but he seemed genuinely chuffed that the Mercedes wasn't behind the Ferrari, which everybody going into this weekend thought they would be. And he used to be like, "Oh no, we're, we're really quick." And even after talking about the damage, he said that he was pleased that they'd found some damage because that explained why the car didn't feel quite right so actually, yeah, it could be worse the first race of the season it's not the end of the world yet and he's probably pretty confident in the fact that over the course of the season he can still wipe the floor with Bottas Red Bull Verstappen has grown up since last year's beginning of the season excitement and consequential crash uh, this time he had good tyre management and made his parents and Honda proud he overtook Vettel right at the beginning yeah he did alright high praise Verstappen wasn't his, uh, his previous dickish self this weekend. He, I think he was probably quite chuffed that he was quicker than the Ferraris as well. Quite a good little battle between them. Can we talk about Gasly? Or as I'm going to yeah. call him from now on, Pierre Shitley. <laughs> no overtakes, not even Toro Rosso. Couldn't overtake Kvyat. Fucking Kvyat of all people. Kvyat who was so delighted to be back, he drove through the fucking gravel. Because <laughs> he was just like laughing too much. And then Pierre Gasly was shit in qualifying. Oh, it wasn't his fault. They didn't send him out another tyre. Whatever. And then in the race was just a bit of shit. How surprised were you? I was quite... I, I mean, I wasn't surprised that he wasn't as good as Verstappen because he's, you know, still got to get used to the new car and I am surprised he was that much worse than Verstappen. And I know Australia's hard to overtake on. And I know yeah, that the team fucked on. up his qualifying. But, well, having said that, Lando Norris was stuck behind Giovinazzi for ages, which we'll talk about later. So, I mean, it clearly is very hard to overtake. And clearly the changes to the cars mean that it's still really hard to overtake, but maybe not quite as shit. But, yeah, I was quite surprised that he didn't make quite rapid progress. Ferrari. 
After an exciting testing and a pretty good qualifying, Vettel's race was a fucking disaster as he drove around shouting, why is this car so slow? And coming in a minute behind Bottas. And why? The team have no idea. What a surprise that was. Or was it Terry? I think they built the wrong car. <laughs> I think they packed up at the, in Italy and went, right, this, this is the filming car. This is our secret car with all the illegal bits. Don't get this mixed up. Somewhere they're doing a tyre run in Azerbaijan <laughs> and they're going, oh, this car's really quick. Yeah. It's broken all the records. They've got an amazing record playing, playing car just sat at a static display in a shopping mall somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about Leclerc? Because I thought, Leclerc? Well, I thought he was going to be amazing. I did as well, and he wasn't bad. And towards the end, he was definitely getting better. It was he wasn't quite as spectacular as I thought he was. But again, you know, relatively limited testing in in the car and first race for a big team and blah 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 blah. And he he wasn't a million miles behind Vettel. But then towards the end, it was catching Vettel at a rate of knots. And then, mm, big controversy, catches him a second lap, gets up to him, and then just sits there and says, can I overtake? And they go, no. And he goes, okay. So, what do we think of that? I think it's fine. Okay. I think it's expected. I don't so think early in the in first the race in the year you can upset Vettel because he's <laughs> a little timid crybaby. Wow. Okay, so you think this is all just to keep Vettel happy? Of course it is. Contractually. You see, you probably don't want to let Leclerc get too big of his boots, do you? Be well, like, oh, go on, overtake you I'd know, your to, I'd love to see that. I'd, I'd love to see Leclerc smash Vettel into the floor. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> Sexy. Renault. Oh, Daniel. We thought you were going to be Renault's dark horse slash secret weapon, but instead it all went wrong in the motherland when he cocked it up, went in the grass, broke his front wing and had to retire. Then, to make things worse, his lowly teammate Hulkenberg finished in seventh teething problems let's not forget that Daniel Ricciardo is always shit in Australia yes. that's why he left even he when he to was... leave Australia to become a racing driver and even when he was good in Australia he then got disqualified yeah so you know he'll get better uh, the Renault didn't look Renault didn't look too bad Hulkenberg though that's yeah. really good it's alright yeah yeah um, seventh again yeah alright I mean I, I did I think Ricciardo was a little bit unlucky to go on the you know one wheel slightly on the grass which in 99% of times in a race would be like oh it's exciting and he wouldn't normally expect it to explode the front of the car which it did on this occasion it was weird but um, you know too weird yeah you can bet that um, that gutter won't be there next year McLaren Lando Norris teased us with getting eight place in qualifying in his F1 debut uh, however, but in the race, he got stuck behind Giovinazzi, like most people, uh, which meant he couldn't pull out the wow factor in the race. However, coming home in 12th in a McLaren, when your teammates DNFs and it's your first ever F1 race, which is not bad for a modest Bristol boy. And I actually looked it up and his dad is the 501st richest person in the country. Is he? If he was the 500th, I'd be like, that's pretty impressive. 501st, fine. No, poor person. Nothing. Peasant. I thought Lando Norris did pretty well. He was a bit unlucky getting stuck on Giovinazzi. But, I mean, I've, I'd have been surprised with them getting into Q2, let alone him getting into Q3. Getting into Q3. And not being last in Q3. And not being Alonso. And 
He's the first. Here's a fat fact. He's the first McLaren to get into Q3 without Kimoa written all over the fucking thing. <laughs> oh, they not got it on there? I didn't even notice. No, of course they haven't got it on. Well, because Alonso's still basically involved in the team, isn't he? Yeah, but they weren't paying Kimoa any money. They were, he was just him going, you put that on the car, I'm not getting in it. <laughs> Signs. What did he do? He Nothing. Well, I mean, that British-American tobacco sponsorship's gone a little bit far, hasn't it? With the, uh, the old smoke coming out the funnel that he pulled over in the pits. Yeah. That's a bit worrying for uh, for Renault, I would have thought. Get out. He didn't get out. For it, it did um, take a while, didn't he? Time, yeah. You'd have thought they'd been like, oh, by the way, the car's on fire. He was just like, oh, yeah, but I've just, you know, I'm just disconnecting yeah. Apple CarPlay and putting my phone in my bag or whatever he was doing. I don't know what he was doing. Or he was so fucked off that he was like, I'm going to sit in this car for a little bit longer. Until I die. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, positive from McLaren, which is good. Positive, but also not great. Well, not great, but, I mean, if you'd have said a year ago there's going to be a McLaren qualifying in the top ten, you'd be like, fuck off. If you'd have said ten years ago there might be a McLaren not qualifying in the top ten, you'd be like, fuck off. Okay. (laughs) Racing point. Um, So they came home Perez in 13th stroll in ninth. Um, I didn't really notice much, maybe because of racing point. I was like, who? Whenever they said it. Um, Stroll got points. I didn't see much of them in the race, but I am pretty surprised that Stroll was quite a long way ahead of Perez. Did Perez have a problem? Well, he was stuck behind Giovinazzi, so I think that really screwed up his race, and Stroll wasn't. Right. And also, Stroll's dad owns the team, so That's probably Perez's car has got a couple of lead weights shoved in at the last <laughs> minute. And uh, Stroll, whose dad is the 501st richest man in the world. Okay, that could be true. No idea. He's got a few quid. I think he's um, richer than that. I mean, maybe considering how good they were last year, 9th and 13th, they'll probably be a bit cheesed off with them. Yeah, but the car, they did go bust last year and they had to rebuild a bit. They're not going to be on top of it until later in the year. And then I don't think they're going to be as good as they were because their whole thing was being good with no money. Yeah. And Racing Point is the shittest name of any team ever. Uh, I can't think of a worse name for a team. Onyx. Onyx is a fucking great name. Pacific? Pacific is very specific. Life. Life's good. <laughs> Life's a good name. Life <laughs> is the name of the team. <laughs> and I want to play the game with you. <laughs> Another good team name. Dick energy. Rich energy. So everything went well in Hess's cars, apart from the wheels. Uh, The pits went wrong. They let their car go. Good luck. It's not great, but God bless. Uh, Magnussen drove well. Uh, He came home in sixth. However, Grosjean couldn't get his tyres off, and it all went wrong, and he DNF'd. Right. Haas, the company, is is a company that makes, like, spanners and things don't they and nuts yes CNC machines CNC machine basically tooling that precision kind of thing. tooling precision the key there Phil is precision yeah and what happened to this Haas car is that when they tried to put the tyre back on they got the nut on wrong and the nut wore down over the next 15 laps and the car broke so the thing that broke wasn't bad pitting it was the nut made by the sponsor who owns the team who makes nuts for a living in fairness to them you, know. you don't see Red Bull going so we made these nuts out of our old cans and, but you know they'll do no in fairness to them 
every team has an issue once and as, as long as it's not like two years in a row where they have trouble getting their tyres on then I think we can let them get away with it. I don't think this would have happened if it wasn't for the Netflix thing. I think it was on all their minds, they'd all watched it, they all wanted Gunther to swear. Is it like the thing when you're when you're driving or you're riding a bike or whatever and you, there's something in your well, way? No. You, you look at the gap, you don't look at the thing that you might crash into because then you'll crash into it. Right. So they were like, don't fuck it up, don't, like fuck, it up, don't fuck it up. And then they fucked it up. I feel that's aimed at me. It wasn't aimed at you. Because you can't drive or ride a bike. Oh, as you say that, two people go by doing fucking wheelies <laughs> on Boris bikes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> That's genuinely impressive. They were a ton. It was not impressive. A wheelie on a Boris bike is well impressive. Toro Rosso. So no Pride Fiat was back, but he did a pretty good job considering how much he's been chucked off that team. He passed Gasly in the Red Bull and he came home with the dignity restoring point. It was mostly all right from Fiat, apart from that little detour across the grass. But let's not forget Leclerc did a detour across the grass exactly. as well. He's in good company. But yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I can't get excited by Fiat. I know he's uh, our driver of the year, whatever year it was. That was sarcastic, though. Driver of the year. Uh, no, uh, I'm what? sorry. I what? don't know what you're talking about. Oh my oh. God! Don't ruin the magic of this <laughs> podcast. One of the most prestigious awards. In <laughs> Fucking hell. It's like going, you know that there's already a duck in the hat, whatever magicians do, I don't know. There's two women. A when, duck. When they the cut hat. the woman in half, there's two women and a duck. What? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't cover himself in glory, but I don't think he disgraced himself either. It was all right. He yeah, got a point. Right. Oh, great. I'm going to launch a new podcast about people who are all right. I mean, come on, he spent the last year crying, so, you know, not driving Formula One cars. So did I. <laughs> Alban. I've got nothing to say about him. I didn't I've, know it was I was or, can I say it properly? I thought he did okay. He, he too got stuck behind Giovinazzi, if I remember correctly. But he looked a bit racy, considering he's a rookie. Uh, it was all right. Alfa Romeo. Everyone hates Giovinazzi because he got in everyone's way. And but he looks like a prick. If oh, you've come on. That's not with fair. With his long hair. I like it. He looks like a Disney like prince. A hippie oh, Disney like a prince. A work shy hippie who would have protested this isn't Vietnam. Fair. Don't be lookist, okay? <laughs> Is that a thing? However, I'm the most lookist person you've ever This podcast is about racing. Everyone hates Giovinazzi because he got in everyone's way, but the team forgot about him while they blew kisses at Raikkonen. Or they left him out for so long because they can get Raikkonen in the points. Yeah. Get the old man T-boy across the line. Get back there, fuck everyone up while, you know, our star driver does his thing. Well, exactly. So I heard people saying how unfair this was, but Raikkonen is their main man yep. and it was Gio's first race, so well, that's fine. I think it's the first race where he hasn't binned it. And it, that was, what, two yeah, years ago, something like that? First proper race. Yeah. I think his car was damaged as well, which probably didn't help him. Oh, boo-hoo. Get out of the way. I feel like the rest of this podcast is me. Is just going to be me saying, let's see how they get on at Bahrain before we pass judgment. Williams! Let's see how they do at Bahrain before passing judgment. OK, maybe not with Williams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Williams, do I need to try and find sympathetic but optimistic things to say about your performance for another year? Because it's race number one and I'm running low. Oh. Testing was bad, qualifying was rubbish, and so was the race. Uh, they were two or three laps behind everyone else. I don't, I don't. I feel like I used all my Williams size last year. I got nothing. I've run out of words. Every single time we talk about them, it's just worse and worse and worse. They should any, absolutely woke. Any chance? No. Could okay. No. They should change the name of the team to "For Fuck's Sake." <laughs> oh. Last are being lapped. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. I said jokingly in the in the, the preview episode 
you know, would you be surprised if Williams were two seconds a lap behind the next slowest team? And they were. And Kubica was even slower than that. I know. Ne- next time, Regina gives you three wishes. <laughs> All of which leads us to the standings with Terry Saunders. We were talking earlier on about uh, not being able to afford an ATV subscription. So I thought I'd do a list of 10 things I didn't pay for this weekend. One, the Australian Grand Prix coverage. Oh. Pirated the shit out of that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Second place, water bill. I always wait for the red reminder. I'm a rebel. Third place, which I guess is Red Bull. I've not always kept track of who these teams are. Uh, bath bombs, which was a gift from my niece. They went on holiday and bought me a bath bomb. Wow. Uh, fourth place was coffee from the place near the BBC, because there's a guy who gives me free coffee every now and oh. again. Fifth place, Uber on my way out on a Saturday night, because I forgot to put my number in to split the fare. Sixth place is uh, Alpha someone else my balance transfer credit card therefore my new sofa so I bought a sofa the other month and forgot that I put it on a credit card that I don't use I got a bill this week forgetting about it which was a big bill because I'd forgotten and I just I just didn't realise so up until now I've not paid for a sofa and which team was that? Um, (laughs) I believe that was Racing Point Seventh place, the Blackwall Tunnel. So I got an Uber back the other night on the way home, and they tried to go through the Blackwall Tunnel, but it's closed. And you may remember I had a story a couple of months ago where a driver got it all wrong. Anyway, long story short, or long story about as long as it is, he went the long way around. In the morning, I clicked a button on the Uber app. They chopped a tenner off without even asking because they got the route wrong. Nice. So I didn't pay for that. And in eighth place, a sandwich. On Friday, I brought a sandwich on my lunch. It's never appeared on my bank statement. Inexplicable. And, and that was and um, who came last? Who came? That was Toro Rosso. Okay. <laughs> so the standings is a welcome return to the podcast. Remember, you can buy us a beer. <laughs> you and now it's time for the state of F1 with Terry Saunders. Paddy lowering your expectations has been fired from Williams because Paddy lowered the bar from his Mercedes glory days. Sorry to stretch this joke, but here he comes, the prodigal son returning, and Paddy, lo and behold, comes and fucks it all up. They missed the first part of testing because of, quote, an embarrassing error. You can't leave that hanging. Either it was the embarrassment of not having a car ready, or someone did a truly hilarious screw-up, like the plans were in millimetres, but it was made in inches, or they submitted the 1992 car designs, or they realised they meant to make a car, but instead they just left a massive dog shit in a truck on the way to Barcelona. As I wandered Paddy Lonely as a clown, it doesn't matter, does it? He was the saviour, and for some reason, what we all dreaded over the last few years is true. Williams are fucked. They can't compete in the modern era, the car is a stupid colour, one of its drivers always looks like a cardboard cut out of himself, and the other has had an arm off. The pack has tightened, and despite focusing on next year's car since about this time last year, it seems the rot is too bad. Kubica lapped so far off the pace you couldn't be sure that if he's just a transponder error made into a real boy, and George Russell might just be driving the best ever happened, but on the timesheets he's looking very much like a Pierluigi Martini. But don't worry, I have a solution. It was Cheltenham Gold Cup week last week, and as I watched them erect screens as they shoot horses, don't they? I had an idea about Williams. It's time to put it out of its misery. Let it be a marquee name like Brabham and Lotus that will one day try to be brought back into F1 with a chancer at the helm. Yes, I know it's sad to see them go, but it's almost sadder to see them stay. 
That is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about Ricardo's helmet. Uh, no, not that. His actual helmet design, which is a bit weird and wacky and pastel coloured and very different from any other hel- racing helmet I've seen. Good on yeah. him. Didn't nice. work, obviously. It was shit slow, but still. Well, it did work because his head's not been bashed in. Well, that's true. And to Terry Saunders. We haven't had a chance to talk about Jenny Gow's rank hypocrisy. So, on the way to recording this podcast... I was listening to the BBC Checkered Flag one and they were talking at the end about Jack was interviewing Gunter Steiner and she said, was he sweary? And they were talking about the Netflix thing and he went, no, he didn't swear. And she was like, oh, since watching the Netflix thing, I just think about how sweary he is and how funny that is. And I'm like, no, you fucking don't. It's fine, Jenny. If you don't like us because we're shit, that's fine. Don't pretend it's because we're fucking sweary because if you like Gunter fucking Steiner fucking it all up then you can fucking like us fucking around fuck 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 stroke them <laughs> well I think she'll like us now <laughs> I think we've that, got that our board sorted it right she'll think we're cool we'll be back in two weeks to discuss the Bahrain Grand Prix but in the meantime you can check out our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake follow us on Twitter or Instagram where we're at for F1's sake or you can buy stuff from us at ff1s.com forward slash shop 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 there are new t-shirts on the way on the, on the way on the way when hopefully this year okay <laughs> or as we may have mentioned buy us a beer thanks for listening see you in two weeks I've been Chigres goodbye bye bye <laughs> Podcast Network.